الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد My dear brothers and sisters we are reaching the last section of Ramadan the last 10 days of Ramadan and as we all know, these last 10 days or rather the last 10 nights of Ramadan are the best of the nights and these are the nights in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept Laylatul Qadr. So the first and most important thing for us to do is to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu should give us Laylatul Qadr with Iman and with strength and with the ability, the freedom, the time to make the most of it, to get the maximum advantage from Laylatul Qadr. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Laylatul Qadr and He said, Inna anzalna Ufi Laylatul Qadr Wama Adraka Ma Laylatul Qadr Laylatul Qadri Khairum Min Alfishah Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said that Laylatul Qadr is better than not equal to sometimes we make this uh, translation incorrectly we say Laylatul Qadr is equal to 1000 months or equal to 83.5 uh, years or whatever the calculation comes to Allah, Allah is not saying, Allah is saying khairum min al-fishal, better than. Now better than, how much better? Better according to the measurement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. There is no way that I can ever explain or you can ever understand the measure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu whose assessment of things. When Allah says this is better than that. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the case of charity in the ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the one who gives in charity is like the one who planted one seed and from that one seed a shoot grew and there were seven years and each year of corn has 100 seeds. So Allah is giving us a some kind of calculation that is 1 is to 700 that is 700 times. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and Allah will increase as He wishes. Yudha'ifu liman yasha. And I always say that this is the shan and this is the kibriyai and this is the uh, azmat and this is the greatness and the glory and magnificence of my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu that He does not count when He gives. Even where He has shown a count so that we understand Allah did not restrict it to that count. Allah said, and Allah will give more, as He wishes. In Tafsir ibn Kathir, in the Tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha, Ibn Kathir rahmatullahi narrates a hadith where Rasulullah said that there was a man who made this dua. He said, Rabbi lakal hamdu kama yambagi li jalali wajhika wa azimi sultanik. 
He said, Oh my Rabb, all praise and glory and thanks be to you. Rabbi, my Rabb, lakal hamd. All praise, all glory, all hamd to you. Kama yambagili jalali wajik. Equal to the glory and magnificence of your countenance, of your face. Wa azimi sultanik. And equal to the greatness of your kingdom. All that you have created, all that we know and all that we don't know. So Rasulullah said, this man made this dua. And the recording angels, they had never heard this kind of praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these words before. So they did not know what to write for this dua, how much reward to write for this dua. So they go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalalu and of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what the slave said even before the slave would have thought of saying it because he said it with the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever we hear a hadith like this, we must remember this. Because as we go on to see in this hadith, Rasulullah said the malaika came, went to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they said, Ya Rabbul Alameen, your slave has praised you in words which we have never heard before. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the malaika, what did he say? Now when you hear this kind of a statement, Allah is asking the malaika, what did he say? It does not mean Allah does not know what he said. Allah knows even before the man himself knew. Allah is asking this question to the malaika, and he is making the malaika repeat the words of the man to establish those malaika as witnesses and proof for his slave in favor of his slave. So this is the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah asked this question. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the malaika, what did he say? The malaika said, Ya Rabbal Alameen, he said, Rabbi lakal hamdu kama yambagi li jalali wajhika wa azimi sultanik. O my Rabb, all praise and thanks be to you in keeping with the glory and magnificence of your countenance and in keeping with the glory and majesty of your kingdom. They said, Ya Rabbal Alameen, we have never heard this word before. We do not know how much reward to write for this man. What reward should we write? I am talking about the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the malaika, you be the witness that I will reward this man in keeping with the glory and magnificence of my face and in keeping with the glory and magnificence of my kingdom. So what is that reward? Ajiba, how can we count this reward? So that is the reason why, even if you take the du'as of Rasulullah we know the famous hadith about Juwairiyah radiallahu anha, our mother, the wife of Rasulullah One day she was in her place of prayer in Salatul Fajr, she prayed behind Rasulullah After Nabi finished the Salah, he left, he went out and then he came back at the time of Zuhr. So now if you take the time between Fajr and Zohar, it is how many hours? 
I mean, at least it's about four to five hours or six hours. Sometimes it is even more. Like now, we have Fajr finish uh, is around say 3:30 or 3:45, and Zohar is around 11:45. So it's a lot of time. And when he came back, he found her in the same place. So he asked her. He said, "I left you here when I left in the morning." She said, "Yes, Yar Rasulullah." He said, "You are still here." He said, "Yes." He said, "What are you doing? What were you doing all this time? You were sitting here." She said, "I was making zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala." Jubairi Radhalana was known to be a great zakira. She was known to be a person of great zohd. So she said, "I was making zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala." Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Shall I teach you a zikr, which if you do that four times?" It will be equal to the reward of all the zikr that you did for so many hours. So she said, "Please teach me." So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught her this zikr. Those of you who do not know, you can learn this also. It's very, very, very simple and very easy. And that zikr is, and you will know all of these words which are of the zikr. We know this already. It's just a way of saying it. And that zikr is. سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته. So repeat after me, inshallah. Let's make the zikr four times. Inshallah, we get the reward of so many hours of zikr. سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه. وَزِنَةَ عَرْشِهِ وَمِدَادَ كَلِمَاتِهِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ عَدَدَ خَلْقِهِ وَرِدَ نَفْسِهِ وَزِنَةَ عَرْشِهِ وَمِدَادَ كَلِمَاتِهِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ عَدَدَ خَلْقِهِ وَرِدَ نَفْسِهِ خلقی Equal to the count of everything that he created. Uh, this is the the beauty of the duas of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which are themselves wahi. Equal, adada kalki, equal to the count of everything which Allah created. Just just think about this. Just reflect on the zikr. You go to the beach. Equal to every grain of sand, equal to every drop of water, equal to every cell in my body. Not just the hair on my head, but every cell. Each hair has how many cells? Ada da kalki, warida nafsi. Until you are pleased, how much zikr, how much praise for you, Yalla? Until you are pleased, Ridanafs was in the arshi equal to the weight of your throne. 
وَمِدَادَ كَلِمَاتِ Equal to the amount of ink it will take to write your praise. Allah Akbar. The reason I am saying this is we are coming into Ayatul Qadr. And therefore, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us Laylatul Qadr with good health and time and peace of mind and to enable us to stand in it before Him Imanan wa ihtisaban Bil Iman wa bil ihtisab With Iman and with the expectation and asking him for his reward. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give, it, give this to us. Ibn Jawzi rahmatullahi he said, when the racehorse reaches the last lap, when he reaches the last lap, it puts all energy into, into the running. He tries the hardest to run because he knows this is now the finishing line. I'm very close to the finishing line. So now is the time to maximum exert. So Imam Ibn Jawzi said, Rahmatullahi, that be, don't let the racehorse be more clever than you. He said, be at least as intelligent as the racehorse. If you could not do much in the beginning of Ramadan, make up for it in the end of Ramadan. So maybe Ramadan did not start so well for you, but inshallah let it finish well. Because the reward of the deed is based on the ending. إِنَّمَا amalu bil khawatim. The reward of the of the deed is based on the ending. So even though it may have started, maybe we, were, we didn't free up our time, maybe we were lazy, Allah knows what. We did not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like we should have done. But alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us this last piece of Ramadan. Especially the last 10 nights and especially Laylatul Qadr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of you Laylatul Qadr in good health and in good iman and grant you the best of Laylatul Qadr inshallah. So let us try to make up for that. Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa Radhalana asked this question to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa She said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa if I find Laylatul Qadr, if I find Laylatul Qadr, what should I ask Allah? What should I ask Allah? And what did he teach her? He said, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these words. And what are the words? Allahumma innaka afuun kareem. Tuhibbu lafu. Fahfu anni. Allahumma innaka afuun kareem. Tuhibbu lafu. Fahfu anni. Allah, you are the most forgiving. Afuun kareem. You are the most forgiving. Your name is forgiveness. Your quality is forgiveness. And you love to forgive. You love to forgive. 
Fafu anni. Therefore, please forgive me. Don't forgive me because I deserve forgiveness. Forgive me because you love to forgive. Forgive me because you love to forgive. Forgive me because this is your quality. So make a lot of this dua, inshallah. Sometimes we feel that the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept the actual date, the night of Laylatul Qadr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept it hidden. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa you know the hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Allah has kept it hidden in the last ten nights. Out of the last ten nights in the ten odd nights of Ramadan al-Kareem. So one of the odd nights of Ramadan, out of the last ten nights, inshallah will be Laylatul Qadr. And this is the mercy of Allah. Sometimes we feel it would be good if we knew which night it is. Is it 27th? Is it 29th? Is it 21st? But this is not the case. This is the mercy of Allah because in searching for Laylatul Qadr, Alhamdulillah, we will worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of those nights. And of course, those of you who have the, uh, who have the ability and who can make etikaf, you should make etikaf because that is the surest way of ensuring that you can get Laylatul Qadr, inshallah. Because when the Mu'takif is in the masjid, he is a guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His entire existence in the masjid is ibadah. Even if he is sleeping, it is ibadah. So even if in, the, in Laylatul Qadr, obviously if he is in the masjid, he can't be sleeping because all the activity is happening and so on and so forth. But I'm saying just as, a, as an example, even if he is sleeping, still he got Laylatul Qadr because he is in the masjid in ibadah in Laylatul Qadr. So do try to make atikaf wherever, any masjid, alhamdulillah, you can make atikaf. But try to do that because this is the best way of ensuring that we get Laylatul Qadr. My brothers and sisters, our whole focus is on istighfar because we are talking about asking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this is the first dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught mankind. What was the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam alayhi salam? Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. When Adam salam and our mother Hawa salam were sent down into the world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them a key to come back to their home, which is Jannah. Our home is Jannah. This is not our home. Our home is not this world. We have been sent into this world temporarily for a very short period of time. With a, with a job, we were sent here to introduce Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the rest of creation. This is the, why, this is the reason we have been sent. This is our job. Introduce Allah to the rest of creation. And to do that job, we have been sent into this world <coughs> for a short period of time. Once that period of time is over, then we are called back. And if we live our life the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to live our life, which is to do the work for which He sent us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guaranteed us hayatan tayyibah in this world life and He granted us Jannah when we die. In Suratul Mu'minun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did he call the Mu'minin? Humul Warisun. He said, they are the Warasa, they are the inheritors of Jannatul Firdaus. What do you inherit? You inherit something which belongs to you. We inherit from our parents 
So my parents, whatever property and so on and so forth, is effectively my property because they are my parents. So I inherit from them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the mu'mineen warithun. They are the wuratha. They are the inheritors of Jannatul Firdaus. <coughs> that is where. And that is why Adam alayhi salam was given this dua. This is the key to return to Jannah. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunana min al-khasirin. Now brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you, there are two stages to this. One is istighfar, the other one is tawbah. Istighfar wal tawbah. The Quran also mentions that in this same sequence. Istighfar wal tawbah. Istighfar is to regret our sins. Is to repent. Istighfar is to be genuinely contrite and genuinely sorry and genuinely ashamed about whatever we have done or not done. Because there are two kinds of sins, omission and commission. Something I was supposed to do, I did not do. Something I was not supposed to do, but I did. So whether it's a sin of omission or commission, either way, I regret that. I am, a, I am very sorry about this thing and I make this niya, I make this promise to myself that I will never do that again. This is called istighfar. So for example, if you were not praying on time, if you were missing salah, then you make this niyat and say, Inshallah al-Mustahan from today until my last day, I will never miss a salah. I will pray salah on time, if at all possible, in the masjid. Inshallah. We make this niyat, Inshallah, right? So if you were doing this, this is called istighfar. You make tawbah. We say, Ya Allah, please forgive me. Whatever I did, I apologize. I am very sorry. This is called istighfar. If the istighfar relates to another person, if it is with regard to hukuk ulibad, if it is with regard to the rights of people, then it is also necessary to go and make istighfar to that person, to go and apologize to that person. Whoever you harmed, whoever you denied, whoever, whoever's right you did not give, it is necessary to go and apologize to that person and recompense them. If I took something from you, I need to give it back to you. It's very important. Uh, it is very, very important to do that. Make sure that we clear our records in this world so that we don't have to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. So, istighfar. Second one is tawbah, which is to turn around. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. Oh, you believe, turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely with sincere tawbah. Now, tawbah is to turn around. Turn around means what? Turn around means bring a change in my life. I did not used to pray, I must now pray. I did not used to fast, I must fast. I, I used to, uh, maybe I used to shout and scream and, uh, you know, rave and rant and curse people and foul mouth people. I will stop doing all that. I will not do that. I used to do ghibat, I will not do ghibat. I used to slander people, I will not do that. I used to tell lies, I will not tell lies. I will speak the truth always and I will not make any changes. This is called tawbah. Is to bring about change in our life. Istighfar is, I'm sorry I was doing it. Tawbah is to actually change that. It's not only, <coughs> not only enough to say sorry. If I'm sorry, then I should not do it. It makes no sense that I'm doing something. <coughs> I say I'm sorry, then I do the same thing again. It makes no sense. So I have to also change. Tawbah is istighfar. <coughs> now the person who does this, what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise? See the mercy and, mercy and glory and majesty of our Rabb Jalla Jalla Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ 
Not, Allah is not saying, oh, my slaves who are among the Anbiya, who are among the Awliya, who are among the Salihid. No. My slaves who have committed sins. My slaves who have transgressed against themselves. Think about this. We don't give our comparison to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But think about this. If you have somebody who works for you, who does not obey you, who is a bad person, who, who disobeys you, will you call him my my friend, my person? No, even children. If you think, sometimes, you know, in in, uh, <coughs> in, our, in our families, you find this conversation between father and mother. If the child, <coughs> if the child has done something good, the father will say to the mother, see how my son, how good my son is. Yeah, if he does something good, see how good my son is. And if he does something bad, he says, see how bad your son is. So if it is bad, it is your son. It is good, my son. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla What is he saying? Kul, ya ibadi, my slaves, asrafu ala anfusim. Who have harmed yourselves? Who have committed transgression against yourselves? Because we cannot harm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we disobey, we are harming ourselves. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never believe that Allah cannot forgive me. Think about this. This ayat was complete in terms of this of its meaning here. Oh my slaves who have transgressed against yourselves, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Meaning of the ayat is complete, yes? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity is more than this. So what does Allah say? Inna Allah yaqfiru zunuba jamiyah. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all sins. All sins. Now you might say, well, okay, ayat is complete. Alhamdulillah. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah. And verily, Allah will forgive all sins. Ayat is complete. But my Rabs, Jalla Jalaluhu's generosity is not over. Innahu huwal ghafoor rahim. Allah says, verily he is the one who is most forgiving, most merciful. This is Allah. So we make tawbah with istighfar, we make istighfar and tawbah, and then we have hope in the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised. A man came to Hassan al-Basri rahmatullah. Hassan al-Basri rahmatullah was sitting with his, in his majlis with his students. A man came and he said to him, I live in such and such a place and there is a drought, there is no rain and people are suffering, we need water desperately, what dua must we make, what should we say? Hassan Basri Rahmatullah said, go make istighfar. So he said, okay, he went away. Then another man came and he said, I am destitute, I am poor, I have no money, I have no job, I am in a bad situation, what must I do? Hassan Basri Rahmatullah said, go make istighfar. Then after some time, a third man came and he said, I, my wife and I, we have no children, we are desperate for children. What must we do? Hassan Basri said, go make istighfar. 
So when the students saw this thing, they said to him, they said, three people came to you with three completely different questions and you gave the same answer. He said, make istighfar. One man says, there is a drought. He said, make istighfar. Another man said, I have no money. He said, make istighfar. Third man says, I have no children. Make istighfar. <coughs> how is it, you know, how is it one thing for all these things? Hassan Basir Ahmadullah said, have you not read the Quran? What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in Surah Al-Nu? What is, what is Nuh alayhi salam saying to the people? فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ Not فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدُكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينًا وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا He said, Nuh alayhi salam said to the people, make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will send you rain, he will give you wealth, he will give you children, he will give you gardens, he will give you rivers. Make istighfar. One solution. So let us make this niyat and let us make lot of istighfar. Last one to tell you this. Another true story and then I will close. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Rahmatullahi, one of the greatest muhaddisun, one of the greatest fuqaha of this ummah. He was traveling somewhere, he was going somewhere and uh, you know the, the, these were the scholars, the ulama ul-haq. They did not go around with a whole bunch of followers following them. He was on his own, he was traveling on his own, he had his, 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 his you know, his saman, his uh, luggage on his, on his back. He reached, uh, in late in the night, he reached a particular uh, habitation, a village and he found a masjid there. So he put his bag there and he prayed. Uh, the salah also was over. So he prayed salah. And then he asked the caretaker of the masjid, he said, I am a stranger here. And imagine, the, this is the humility of the ulama ul-haq. He did not say, I am Ahmad bin Hanbal, I am the khatib and, and imam of Masjid al-Nabawi al-Sharif from Madina. I mean, if he had introduced himself, there was no issue, right? He didn't say all this. He said, I am a poor man, I am a musafir, I am a stranger in this place. Can I sleep in this masjid? The caretaker said, no. <clears throat> I have to close. You came after the salah and things over. I have to lock the masjid, you can't sleep here. Let's go. I must say, look, I am a stranger, I am a Muslim, I am a stranger in the house of Allah, I don't know anybody in this, in this place. I just want to sleep here. He said, no. You cannot sleep here, go. Rajib. So Imam Ahmad said, okay, if I can't sleep inside the masjid, can I sleep in the courtyard of the masjid? <coughs> Man said, no. You cannot even sleep in the courtyard of the masjid. So Imam Muhammad was obviously he, this very strange behavior of this Muslim. Not only that, this man in his, he got angry. So he took Imam Muhammad's bag, he caught Imam Muhammad and he took him out and he threw him on the street. He pushed him out of the masjid area onto the street and he threw his bag there. Now as this happened, opposite the masjid was a bakery. So there was a baker who was doing his work. You know, bakers, they work in the night and in the morning, bread is ready. So he was baking. Now he saw this whole thing happening. So he came out of the bakery. He picked up Imam Ahmad's bag. He took him by his hand. And he said, please come. 
doesn't matter, leave that man, you please come and you stay in my bakery. Right? He said, I will be doing my, doing my work, you please put your mister uh, here, you sleep here, you stay here. I am very sorry this man behaved like this. So Imam Muhammad Rahmatullah said, I was very thankful to him, he's a good man, Alhamdulillah. I put my bedding there and I was sitting there. And he said, I noticed that this man continuously used to make istighfar. Continuously. While he's baking his bread, <coughs> he's making istighfar. Imam Muhammad said, I knew if this is the routine of this man, then this man is connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Imam Muhammad said, I asked the man, I said, tell me, you are making a lot of istighfar. Is this something new you are doing today for tonight? Is some wazifa for... He said, no, no, this is my normal thing. I always make istighfar. I only talk as much I have to talk. Otherwise, I make istighfar. So Imam Muhammad Rahmatullah said to him, then definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your dua. Allah will not reject your dua. So tell me, has Allah accepted all your duas? The man said, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted every dua of mine except one. Huh? Except one. So Imam Abba said, I am very surprised. This man, Allah is accepting his dua, I can understand because this is the power of istighfar. You make istighfar, Allah accepts your dua. But he said, except one dua. So Imam Abba said, which dua he did not accept? What dua did you make that Allah did not accept? The man said, I have one dua which is, I want to meet Ahmad bin Hanbal. Eh? I want to meet Ahmad bin Hanbal. And Allah has not accepted his dua. I have never met Ahmad bin Hanbal. Imam Muhammad said, I started crying. The man said, why are you crying? He said, because I am Ahmad bin Hanbal. He said, Allah threw me out of his house. So that your dua is accepted. He said, I would have slept in the house of Allah today. He said, Allah sent me out of his house in answer to your dua. So Allah sent me to you to meet you in the answer to your dua. This is the power of istighfar. Rasulullah you know, and I know, used to make istighfar. Sahaba said, we counted 70. Somebody said, we counted 100. So I remind you and myself, my brothers and sisters, let us make istighfar. Let us make a lot of istighfar. And then let us make dua. And inshallah al-mustahan, my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu will accept your dua. It's not my fatwa, this is what we have been told by Nabi Wasallam. This is what we have been told in the Quran by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. This is what we have been told by the ulama al haq and inshallah this is true, this is our ummid with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said, Ana inda zanni abdi bi. I am for my slave as he expects me to be. So we expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and inshallah he will forgive us. So let us make a lot of istighfar. Let us make tawbah. Let us change our lives. Let us make our lives obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Let us become people who are obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every condition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then will give us whatever we ask him inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you the best of Ramadan. To make this Ramadan the best Ramadan in your life. To make, to accept all your du'as 
and then to give you more from his generosity and grace. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept your du'as for yourself, for your families, for your countries and for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahi this ummah needs, needs du'a and this time we need du'a more than anything else. And make du'a with, with complete certainty and power. Don't make du'a like weak people. Make du'a as we are asking our Rabb Jalla Jalalu. And there is nothing that my Rabb cannot do. And ask Allah and say, Allah, ask, give me because I am asking. Give me because only you can give. Give me because I don't ask anybody else. And you are witness to this that I do not ask anybody else. I ask only you. And I make you the witness that Give me because I am asking. Give me because only you can give. Give me because I don't ask anybody else. And I will not ask anybody else because there is no one worthy of asking except you, Jalla Jalalu. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make dua for this ummah, for the protection of this ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with you and to be, uh, to give you his ma'iyat. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you, to accept all your duas. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take away all your difficulties and to take away any kind of constraint that there is on you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase your risk, give you risk on halal and tayyibah, be ghayri hisab and not take hisab from you. Anyone who is, who is sick, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure them by his mercy and grace. Anyone who is in debt, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free them from debt. Anyone who is imprisoned or in any kind of difficulty, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove that difficulty and to free them from their prisons, whatever they may be, wherever they may be. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help the Muslimin wherever the Muslims are and to protect them from those who are oppressing them. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the oppressors from the face of the earth, to clean this earth of oppression and to establish justice and his law on the face of this earth. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته